Oh, on, yeah. on Monday night, we're out there mm-hmm. worshiping, and, and Nayla saw this barrel of wine. She came up to Junior, she's like, you remember the, the old days when we were there in the house, and the wine of the Lord was there, it's here, drink it. And he starts laughing a little bit, and she's like, no, not a tiny bit, it's not just splashing around a little bit, you got to drink more. And he started going around, laying hands on Cassidy, on Eric, and, and laughing with each one as he went. Yeah, and that was funny, because... She was telling him that, and I was seeing this little angel running around going, <laughs> like that, and man, everybody's just busting out laughing at him. <laughs> you come up and hit me, and next thing I know, I'm just laughing like crazy. <laughs> He's a, an angel tickling people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how Couldn't tell that? from the movement if it was an injection. Just you plan to put it like he was... Angel coming up and goosing you, you know, and just everybody getting in that giggle stage. And yeah, we all ended up, we were laughing like crazy. And next thing we're dancing around, and it was, it was amazing. Yeah, but there were some deep things happening too. It was like people's past, and, yeah. and it was. You know, I, I, I don't have understanding of that whole, you know, I, I know that it's from God. You know, there, there was, there's something about this, isn't there? Like there's peace and joy, it gives you a list of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And joy is one of them. And, and like, you know, whoever said, man, that, you know, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you should be bummed out all the time. Mm-hmm. And, just, you know, Gregorian chants, you know, oh, in church or whatever, you know, it's a, it's a drag. It shouldn't be a drag, man. Mm-hmm. If you look at it the day of Pentecost, it, Peter has to stand up and say, these are not drunk as you suppose, you know. But then it says in there before that, before someone says they're drunk, it says, man, don't we hear these people speaking an odd perfect dialect? Yeah. You know, Parthians and Medes and Cretans and whatever else, you know, it lists them all, those men, devout men, and, and it said they're all speaking in, in our dialect, in our language. Now, if I'm speaking to you in perfect Denaina, are you going to think I'm drunk? Yeah. No, you see, if I'm speaking to you in perfect Spanish, you, if yeah. I'm speaking to Nela in perfect Portuguese, but I don't know no per- Portuguese, she ain't going to think I'm drunk because there ain't no way a drunk person can speak perfect Portuguese. I barely get perfect English out right there. <laughs> you know what I'm So it means there had to be something else going on yeah. that made them people look at them going, these guys got to be drunk. You know? And maybe maybe they, maybe they was laughing and having a... They're speaking, telling the glory of God, the greatness of God, the goodness of God, and maybe they're laughing their tails off. And they're having a good time declaring the goodness of God. But don't that make sense that if you're declaring the goodness of somebody, you're going to have a good time because you're talking about goodness. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump real quick and I just pray with us again to God, you know, Holy Spirit, that we ask you to come. Be part of this with us, man. I don't mm-hmm. ever want to do this, sir. Well, we ain't invited you to come and be part of it with us. I don't ever want to do this, sir, where I don't ask you to cleanse my heart, to make sure there's nothing in my heart that would stand in the way of what you want to say through us and to us, sir. In your great name, in Jesus' name. Jesus. Now now I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? So I never, I'll, I'll let through a little bit more for you out there because I full on know I believe that I know that laughter thing is of God. I don't understand it, but I know it's of God because I've encountered and experienced it myself. All right, and and uh, one one of the two different times, one of the times, man, I'm I'm a rookie Christian working for Harley Davidson. 
right? And I, I go, I, I wind up going to this church service. I, you know, the thing about doing all these episodes is like, I don't remember what stories I told them before. So if you're listening to this, man, and it seems like you're getting reruns, well, if you hang out in the outhouse with us long enough, you're going to get some reruns. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but I, I go to this church service, man, and I think I told the one about the, you know, the, the lady says, if you want to have the Holy Spirit, put up your hand, Mary Glacier, and I said, man, I, should, I tried all the drugs, I should try all the God stuff, they sent a cop to me, or a guy to me that looked like a cop, he prays with me, these people pray, this lady puts her hands on me, goes, Matt, you ran from me, and ran from me, and still I sought after you, and I gave you love, but there was no love to be found in your life, and if you'll let me, I'll pour out my spirit upon you. And a short time that goes by, you know, it's a trippy moment. A short, a, a week or two goes by. I don't remember exactly how long. I'm walking through this Cars Safeway in, 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 in Anchorage. It was when they were making the transition from Cars to Safeway. And I'm walking through this store, man. And all of a sudden, these tunes are in my head, man. No words, just like musical tunes, all right? In my empty old head. And I'm walking through the grocery whistling and humming these tunes. Now, if you look like I look, and you walking through the grocery whistling and humming tunes, people are going, ooh, boy, you know? That boy had a good time in the 70s, you know? And still that going around up in there. But as I'm walking around, man, and I'm walking out, I realize all of a sudden, how I realize this, I don't know. But all of a sudden I realize, man, these are praise tunes to God. And I don't know how I knew that. There were no words, they were just musical tunes, and I would whistle them and hone them. And as I realized that these are praise tunes to God, I'm walking out the store, headed back for the harness shop, and I said, man, you know, for a guy whose life is so messed up, I got way too much joy. I got way too much happiness. This don't make no sense. And as I'm walking back to the harness shop, the thought occurred to me, and I said to God, I didn't know he was listening. You know, I do that all the time. I talk to him and don't know he's listening. I said, you know what, sir? I said, you said you loved me when nobody loved me. I said, ain't nobody never loved me before. I said, I don't know what that feels like. I need to know what that feels like, sir. I walked up the stairs to the third floor of the Harley shop, and I lived in a little hotel-like room here, and Barry and Karen lived in, in, a, in an apartment right over here, and they asked me to bring some stuff, so I walked in their apartment, I put that stuff on the counter. I went to walk out their apartment, and as you walked out, there was a little archway, there was a telephone that hung on the wall, and then the exit door. As I walked through that archway, something hit me. It was like a, a force or a wind, it just went and it hit me in the chest, and it knocked me backwards. Right, boom, right to the ground, no catcher, no nothing, man. I hit the ground, I start laughing like a crazy man. I'm laughing like a lunatic, you know, and I'm, I'm, and I'm having a great old time. And then all of a sudden I'm laughing and I'm crying and I cannot talk in English. And now I'm on the ground and I can't get off the ground, but oh, but finally I managed to get off the ground and man, it felt like no kind of good that I ever felt before. And it felt so good, I wanted to give it away. That's you know when you're talking about the goodness of God, you want if you ain't wanting to give it away, then you must not got it. Because if you got, if you've encountered the goodness of Jesus Christ, if you've encountered Christ in your life freely, you ever received, freely give. Go in my name and others, how's that go? Because you believe, others will know that I live. I don't know, my wife sings that song really nice. But so I, I, it felt so good, I wanted to give it away. Yeah. And I look at it as that telephone on the wall. 
And the only number I could think of was my brother down in Skagway. I ring, dialed it up, and it rang, and my sister-in-law answered it. The one that always tried to tell me about Jesus before before I began to believe, and I'd make her cry and whatnot, you know, when she tried to, she, I tried to give you a gift, but you just wouldn't take it, you know, and, and the poor girl would cry, you know, and so I, I called, she says, hello, I said to her, hello, Candy. When I did that, that thing hit me again, woof, like that, and knocked me to the floor. Now I'm on the ground, got because it, it was a long cord before cell phones. I'm on the ground, I've got this phone to my ear. I'm laughing and crying like a lunatic. Now I can hear her on the other end. I can hear the English. I can understand the English. I just cannot talk back to her in English. Now I'm on the ground laughing, crying, can't talk to the girl in English. And finally I managed to get off the floor again and I'm breathing. And she's like, are you okay? And I managed to say yes. And when I did, she went, get him again, Jesus. And when she did, wham, it hit me again. And down on the floor, I went and I laughed and I cried like a crazy person. And finally, she's like, hon, I got to go. And I could not talk back to the girl. Finally, she hung up the phone. And you know when the other person hung up the phone in those days? And you're in the thing of beep, 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 beep. beep. <laughs> but I could not get off the floor to hang the thing up, you know. And finally, I remember I crawled over to the couch and slept the most peaceful, beautiful sleep. That, that I had ever slept, you know? And the only thing I can say out of that is that must be that laughter, that joy, however it is, man, that must be what God's love feels like. And I'm telling you, God's love, there is no good like it in this world. You can feel it go through you and around you simultaneously. There's no kind of good like it in this world, but it feels so good, you want to give it away. The only other, I got one other example I could give you where I sat in a church one night with Anchorage Christian Center with Wanda. We're sitting here and uh, I'm on the left-hand side of the church. is kind of in a half circle kind of thing, you know, and the preacher's preaching away. He's laying it down pretty good, you know. And all of a sudden, way back in the far right-hand corner of the, of the house, I hear this lady start laughing like a crazy person. I turned around and looked just in time to see her fall out the chair. No catcher. Down she goes. And man, I literally watched it go row by row by row, knock everybody down. And it went down. It was like it came to me and just kind of went out around me and got the person on the other <laughs> side. And my wife's sister was sitting next to me on the left over here. Well, I don't know if Wanda was to the potty or she was already under the chair. I don't know. I can't remember. Man, but everybody in the joint got knocked down and they all are laughing and crying like a bunch of crazies. The only two people still upright was me and the preacher. And the preacher had gone and sat down because there was only me left to preach to. You know, I looked at him, he just shrugged his shoulders. Now I'm watching, looking around, watching all this, going, what in the world, man? You know, then I thought, you know what, man, I've been to the Grateful Dead. I've seen some pretty weird stuff in my day, you know? Yeah. And uh, then I got to thinking, well, wait a minute, God. Everybody else in the place got knocked down. Everybody else in this place going crazy. I said, ain't nothing happened to me. I said, did I do something wrong? Did I piss you off? You know, and I no more than think that, man, I get hit in the head on the right-hand side, what feels like an egg splat on my head, just splat like that. And I feel this warm, tingly stuff running down the side of my, it's like right on the side, splat like that. You can feel it running down the side of your head, man. You know, I feel it running down and I'm like, I keep wiping my head, but there ain't nothing on my hand. Now, if you just barely survived the 70s like I did, and you feel it running and tingling, and it's warming, but you're trying to wipe it, and it ain't coming off, you know? And, and I looked over one of the sisters. She's still just kind of sitting there. And, and, uh, and I said, Myra, 
I said, I think God just hit me in the head with an egg. And when I said that, it went splat. I was like, he just did it again. And when I did that, she went out feet first underneath the chair in front of me, laughing like a crazy person. Just flopped out on the ground, you know? And I'm sitting there trying to wipe this off my head, but I can't get it to come off, you know? And the whole place went nuts. All I got was egged, you know? So I, you know, I got no explanation for that one either. But I'm going to tell you what, I full on believe that every one of the people that fell out laughing like that was encountering the love of God. And I know, I know they had to get up from off of the, out of that ground going, that felt like no kind of good that I've ever felt before. And, and it makes you want to give it away. Anything that God ever gives you ain't for you to keep. That's why, like, if anything we say right here, and if it's from God, it ain't for us to keep. Man, if you listen to it, you take it and share it with somebody else. You know, I pray that anybody listening to this particular episode, I hope you get egged and knocked down, <laughs> laughing like a crazy person. Because you're going to feel like no kind of good that you ever felt before, and you're going to want to give it away. You see what I'm saying? Is that where you wanted to go with that? No. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> I remember when I was younger and, and God was moving in, the, in our church, and I was always like, in that position, you know, did I do something wrong? Is there something wrong with me? Everybody else is laughing and going. And, but, and it's, you know, it's not something that, that I understand either, but I, and it's not enough by it itself. If you're just seeking the thrills, if you're just going from conference to conference and you don't get anything deeper, it's great to feel the water on that seed, but if you don't have any ground underneath it, yeah, it's going to flower up for a while and yeah. then shrivel up and die. And I've seen a lot of, of those short-lived flowers, too, come through. But something I realized recently, uh, I've been praying for this guy, this this pastor down in, in Brazil, and the, the Spirit has started to move in his church, and he was determined to shut it down. He'd gotten, you know, his training and his ideas and, okay, so, you know, that was great in the past, but God doesn't work that way anymore. And we need to get rid of this stuff about believing in visions and dreams and prophecy, spirit moving. His wife falls out in worship and the spirit's moving and he's, he's making a signal to the other guy to, to stop the worship, shut it all down, let's get control back. And and something rose up. I was, I was just praying. I was like, God, you know, show him that. Nobody can can stop the flood of your spirit. Just break yeah. through that dam. And then I was thinking about that on, on the way back from that meeting on Monday night. And I say, you know, in my own head, if there's things that are blocking that, you know, trying to maintain control, trying not to let the joy come through or, or holding back from the full expression, I need to pray that same prayer for up here. Let let break through that dam, let nothing hold back the the spirit of, of God when it's ready to move and ready to use us as vessels. Yeah, God, if there's something in me that would stop your Holy Spirit from flowing, yeah. either in me or to me or through me, uh, you know what I'm saying? And God, change me and deliver me for your great purpose. You see what I'm saying? Change the, you are holy, God, you are holy. When I declare you to be holy, then that changes the atmosphere around, the land around, and the man on the inside. 
It's your holiness that'll change me, but it's your love. I guess you could say it this way. It's your holiness that'll change me, but it's your love that'll deliver me. Yeah. It's your love that'll set me free, you know? And if I'm following after that love because of your holiness, I've encountered your holiness first. God is love, but the dude is holy. You know, we already addressed one before. The dude's holy on a level that we can't understand or comprehend. But I'm going to tell you what, if we encounter the holiness and recognize our need for change, then we can never measure up. And then we can cry out to that God and get humble when we seeking and don't know we're seeking. And we can get humble and we cry out for his help, his salvation. Then he can send his love to do the setting free. I don't know if that works, but, you know, it seems to make sense at the moment here. So, you know, you know, I was trying to think of another one of those, you know, crazy moments that I, where I encountered. I, I'd never seen any of that stuff, you know, until I came to Alaska. You know, I didn't, man, I didn't know, you know, any of that. I had that big whoosh in Southern California, driving an old hippie van, laughing and crying like an idiot, you know. And I, I didn't know what that was at that time, you know. It seems to me that it, it, it doesn't have to be a one-time event. And I think you can support this because, you know, you have Acts chapter 2. And first off, your, your, your buddy there that says, hey, you know, this stuff ended. We got to have control here. Well, what do you do with Acts chapter 2 and old Pete when he refers to Joel? You know, and Joel, whatever chapter Joel it is, you know, and he said, this is what well, that was spoken by the prophet Joel. That in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That tells you that the prophetic voice of Jesus Christ will increase in the last days. And it will be by the power of the Holy Spirit with the accuracy of the Almighty. Look at look at back. If you look in the Old Testament, okay, you got Mo, all right, and you got his brother Aaron, and you got his sister Miriam. You know that Aaron, that dude, I've often wondered, like Aaron, how in the blue blazes did he ever get to be the high priest? Because that guy was messing up all over the place, you know? Yeah. Oh, Aaron, you got to make us a golden calf. And then Mo comes off the mouth. I don't know, Mo, man, I just threw the gold in the fire. I'll came this calf, you know? I don't know what to tell you. The people just, you know, they was throwing air. He was, the guy was so easily manipulated and controlled. A little bit later, his sister comes and goes, now why in the world is Mo is not the boss of us? He's a baby. I'm the, oh, you're the oldest. I'm second oldest. Well, who's he? How has he got to be the boss? Ain't we prophets too? Don't God speak to us too? And and Aaron's over there going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what you said? Yeah, what she said? Yeah, you know. And then God shows up and says, "Hey, you two, and Mo, all three of you to the tent of meeting now, because we finna have a meeting, you know." And they get up in there, and God speaks to them. And one of the things, if you notice, it says, "If there be a prophet among you, I speak to them in visions and dreams." All right, and then you jump forward to the Joel, and you jump forward to Acts. It says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your old men will dream dreams, and your young men see visions, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That means that there will be an increase of the prophetic word. That means that there are going to be more prophets. And if you having trouble, you know, with the prophetic word, well, you got more troubles than that. Then I guess you know what I'm saying. Because I would love, I would rather have the Holy Spirit guide me. You know what I'm saying? Then Fox News or, or or CNN or any of the other ones. I would rather have that. I'd rather have the Holy Spirit telling me, "Hey, go on over here, man. I don't care what the news is saying. Just go on over here mm -hmm. and do what I say. And if you'll follow my direction, 
Because then you're going to start seeing with the eyes that the other folk ain't got to see. NBC ain't got that, you see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you can't shut the Bible like we said before. It's, it's, it never ended. God's work on the earth never ended. And we, we can revere these people. Oh, I could never be like Paul. I could never be like Moses. And God's saying, I called you to be something, and it's going to be something great in my eyes. And you don't have to put these other people up on a pedestal. You have to see what how I worked with them and then pursue me the way they did because I have things that I need to do and I need people <laughs> ready to do it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what we are. I mean, you could be like Moses. You could be not like Moses. It doesn't matter because God wants to use you and we don't need titles and we don't need mm. the next Moses. We don't need the next Finney. We need... We need God's who you calling are. right now, yeah. And who we God made you, right you to be. If you, if you look at us with Mary and Aaron, you know, you get to go back there, you know, the next Moses, next whoever. Aaron was this guy who messed up all over the place, easily manipulated. God says to Mary and Aaron, he said, look, at, I speak to that prophet through, through visions and dreams. He said, but my boy Mo, I spoke to face to face. Now, how come you didn't fear my boy Mo? <laughs> now, that Marion gets leprosy. Now, all of a sudden, Aaron finds himself. And he's like, oh, Mo, pray, pray, man, pray, pray for Marion. You know, we didn't mean it, Mo. You know, I was just doing what she said, Mo, I'm telling you right now. You know, but she didn't mean it, you know, pray for her, you know. And then Mo prays and God said, tell her to go outside the camp for seven days. When she come back, I'll, I'll heal her. You know what I'm saying? And, and you look at that, and here's Aaron, this guy who is so easily manipulated, so messes up so many times. But then he starts to figure out who he is in his relationship with God. And God has worked in Aaron and to Aaron. And then God begins to work through Aaron and says, Aaron, you the least likely. And the least likely is the ones that I'm likely to work with. 